I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Uh, guys, welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallerati, as always, joined by the wonderful Francis Ellis. Francis, how are you? Got a new haircut. Did it myself. You look great. DIY, Thank baby. Uh, yeah. Today, we are joined by a wonderful guest. You guys might know her from her Comedy Central and Netflix specials. Please give it up for Nikki Glazer. Hello. How are Nikki you? Glazer. Thanks for having me, boys. Of course. Nikki, just so for the record, um, had Please. I introed you, I would have added a lot more credits. I appreciate that. I really did think that it was going to keep going. I thought I had some time. I thought I would, could maybe get in a bathroom break if Julio really celebrated all of the things I'm known for. But I'll just hold it, I guess. Yeah. I just want you to feel comfortable. Like, I don't want you to feel like we're putting you on a pedestal, you know? Yeah, I actually need that more than ever right now. I'm living <laughs> with my parents in St. Louis, Missouri. So, yeah, please don't knock me off of this pedestal I'm on sleeping in my childhood bed. Uh, where in and losing a job every day that I thought was safe and it just isn't. I'm yeah, everything's everything's different. But yeah, um, it's it's nice to be humbled here today, boys. Good. Hey, well, you look great. You really do. I'm not just saying gosh, that. And I DM'd you. you that the other day. You, you did. That made me feel so good. Yeah, you know, I I struggled with how to word that message. I have to say. <laughs> what did you say? You nailed it. I have to say, you nailed it. It was like the perfect like uh. Like it was the perfect compliment, but not like creepy, but not, not like, like there was right a vibe to it. Right yeah, on it the right edge. On, it was perfect. It was, <laughs> I really appreciated the work that went into it and it showed. Yeah, that, you, that went yeah. through a couple drafts. It sure did. You, you like, started that one in the notes and then you copied and pasted just in case I could see that you were like writing it in the DM. Like just in case it came up <laughs> that like Francis Ellis is writing you and then it just kept... You know, I, I fear all of those things. So I, whatever you did to make that happen, it, I really needed it. Well, you, you, looked, you looked so <laughs> toned. You looked it's fantastic. It's so funny. I, I swear to God, I don't have abs. But if you, de if you just up the detail in, your, in whatever photo editing software you have, you have abs. It will, like, find abs for you and define them. But, no, I, I, I really haven't been working out or anything. Are you guys doing home workouts? I've yeah. gotten very into Peloton. Oh yeah, and that's I know that an unhealthy relationship with Peloton. It's not good. It's not everyone good, does. It's it's <laughs> that's why I don't get one. I don't want to be addicted to that thing. I don't want. I don't want to be in competition with other rich white people across the country. I don't want to. I don't want to see an instructor. The instructors are full of shit. They're like, they're not all full of shit. I don't want to say that. I don't. Don't come after me. But the 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 motivation I've received in those kind of spin classes is just empty. It's like. It's just like a chicken soup for the soul type things. Mm -hmm. And and I just roll my eyes the entire time. So my eye my eye muscles get a good workout. <laughs> cool joke. <laughs> <laughs> Great joke, Nikki. Yeah, my my uh I don't even know what they would be called. I don't know any my my grandfather was an eye surgeon. I should know one extra thing about the eye, but I know nothing. The old <laughs> ocular biceps. I, I've yes. been in competition <laughs> with, funny, with rich though. white people my entire life, so I felt like I should keep it going. I know. And, uh, Is that what you're obsessed with, the, the stats and the... You know, when I own, first... Beating I've been doing it. I've been doing it like a month and a half, and I wasn't at first. I was like, oh, this is nice. And then 
my friends started following me and then I'd start following them back. And then they would like do a workout, screenshot their results and then text them to me and say, yeah. chase this. Next thing you know, I've lost like six pounds and I, I have headaches all day. So yeah, this isn't good. It becomes good. an addiction. Everyone's getting addicted to exercising and these home gym, it's, it's like, because we're so bored, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's a social, it seems social. You're talking with your friends, you're comparing stats, but I mean, it just, is it fun? Like while you're doing it, I really want to know, like, are you having fun? Because the only fun I seem to be seeing is just when you get to screenshot it and brag on your Instagram story. Yeah. That's what people seem to really, that's the glory. Um, I I like beating my own scores. That's fun for me. I will say. Um, Okay. So that's like the one part. When does it end? Like when, when are you done? I think I'm definitely going to reach a point where I can't go any higher, you know? And at that point, it'll just be like, okay. Is it fun? Is it fun? I'm sorry. It's just like, spinning does is not I, i'm just like not into working out if it's not fun anymore especially with something like that you could bike outside like you could peloton outside that's true are you but, in new york are you in Manhattan? No, I'm, I'm in maine then yeah you can bike outside can can but but the thing is um i haven't had fun exercising since i played sports right Right. You know, like I, I, I have fun playing tennis and, you know, basketball and stuff, but actually just going to the gym and work, uh, that's not fun for me. Yeah, so this and is I guess it all does suck. Like um, in, <laughs> in theory, the results are the fun part at, at some point. It, it really is. And then, but there's sometimes like I, I run outside and I, lo- I love it and I need it. And it's not about like how many calories did I burn or how many miles did I do? It's just about like, feeling the air outside and being like being a human and being like, wow, my body can go this fast. Just like, it's good mentally for me. And I always wanted to be one of those people that just worked out for the mental aspect and not because I'm like, I want to eat an extra handful of chips later, but, and I'm finally there and it feels, it feels good to not be like obsessed with it. People just get so obsessed. Yeah. I I know a picture we're talking about also now we'll let's just refer to it as the picture. Yeah, the picture. But you look shred, shred city in it. (laughs) It's so funny. I'm so not like I'm thin. That's for sure. So like, I think it's just my stomach. I don't think there's like abs. Like I think if you get thin enough, your abs will just stick out. Even if you, because we all have abs somewhere in there. I think I'm just malnourished. It's a good point. (laughs) Prisoners of war have great abs. Yeah, Jesus. Wait, was he starving? Probably. (laughs) Most online. Yeah, I mean, Julia, what are you doing to work out? Um, I'm just doing like whatever, like I can do here, like whatever I can execute. I've been doing a lot of hiking. Yeah. Uh, it's been fine. It's been Too fun. Many you know, people I mean? are out there out like it, walking around. It looks like Halloween night in my neighborhood constantly. It's just families, <laughs> so many families and they're all dressed like, you know, bank robbers, but, <laughs> but it's, it's just, that's it. There's too many people walking. I'm tired of it. It's too many. And just, and everyone, and the kids are, they're just parents trying to burn off their kids' energy. That's all it is. The parents are just like despondent. It looks like the end times, but it's there's crazy. a lot of, is, are there a lot of people hiking where you're hiking? Sort of. It's, it's kind of, there's a lot of ticks here. So I think that like hiking isn't as popular. God, it's everywhere. <laughs> there's things everywhere. I know. It's really frustrating. Um, Dude, but you know, uh, I, I pulled a tick off my no. head the other night. Really? Yeah. And yeah. It was re- I was really freaked out. How'd you find it? I scratched look my at his head hair. a lot. He could see it. 
Yeah, I scratch. I also just I spend a lot of time scratching my head, and um, so just feeling around for. Yeah, I just have the wrong shampoo, I think. But um, you know, <laughs> you gave yourself a great hedge uh, hedge fund haircut, dude. Yes. Yeah, it's a good haircut. Yes. Did the, Thank was you. the tick? Does the tick thing inspired this? Um, to be able it, to- it was part of it. You know, I think the reason that I got the tick is that we have this little French bulldog with us right now, and we bring him up into the bed and on the couch and stuff. And I suspect yeah. that he got the tick, and then you know, flicked it over to me somehow. Blame it on the dog. <sighs> yeah. I know. But I, uh, you, you're, it doesn't mean you're disgusting. If you have a tick, like you don't have to come up with a reason why you got the tick. It's not like a, something you catch from like, yeah, it's not, you don't have to be, <laughs> you can just go, you can just be like, I was just in the woods. Like look, guys, more people get ticks than you'd think. All right. It's a lot, yeah. it's a very common yeah. problem. All right. Right. And it's, it's not, it's something that you it can't transmit to others. Oh wait, is Lyme disease. <laughs> Once you get that, can you See, give that's it to what I'm afraid that's of. I am very afraid of Lyme. Oh, everyone should be terrified of Lyme disease. It is Fuck so out. scary and doctors don't like acknowledge that it's a thing. So you can't get covered for it and you right. have to, it's crazy. Friends with people with Lyme disease are told they're crazy. Like, I don't know if you guys know anyone with Lyme disease, yes. but it's like, it's brutal. Mm. Yeah. yeah and people so. talk shit about you. They're like, she has Lyme disease. Yep. It's yeah. They up. think it's in your head and they think you're just crazy. Like anyone would want that. That's the thing. Even if it was in people's heads, cause I think, I think a lot of pain is in your head. Like it all stems from just you know, mental anguish that we can't really release. And so it goes to different parts of our body and like beats the shit out of our nerves because we like don't want to cry all day. But even even if that's the case, even if your pain is psychosomatic, people get so upset when you tell them that. And I'm not saying Lyme disease is not that, but even if it were, who cares? You're still in pain. I still feel sorry for you. People go like, it's not in my head. It's like, but that doesn't take away. You're still in pain. You're allowed to have it, but people hate being told it's in their head, but there's so much shit in our heads that we have no control over Mm. just as much as catching an illness anywhere else. Absolutely. That's really well said. said. This this tick was in my (laughs) head. It was embedded. And yeah, uh, it's (laughs) the tick is just in your head. Literally it's half of it is still inside and you're going to have to have it surgically removed someday. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of pain, um, you are the biggest Taylor Swift fan that I've ever yeah. met, and I'm sure you know where this is going. She recently released her documentary on Netflix and utilized a very quick soundbite of yours, where yeah. you were kind of complimenting her in a way. Yeah, I said she was really thin, and, and I said she was too skinny, and she has model friends, and I don't like it. Yeah. And have you, you know, I saw your post on Instagram. I imagine, I can only imagine how hard that must have been for you. Nah. No? No. It's not hard for me to apologize. I I didn't mean apologize. To have read that she misunderstood you. find a good looking picture of me in a Taylor Swift shirt. Yeah, it was a struggle. I had to go through (laughs) a lot of, I had to flip through my photo album for hours. Fine. March, 2017. Um, w- wait, what part was hard? Do you think? Oh, to, oh, just to go through it in general, dude, yeah. it was the, it was the worst because what happened was I heard my voice in the trailer. Like I, as soon as the trailer come at, came out, I'm such a fan that I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this trailer for this amazing documentary. And then I'm watching the trailer in bed. Like what, like at, after I got back from sets, like late at night, 
And I just heard like, she's too skinny, all her model friends. And I was like, <gasps> and I like literally dropped my phone. It, it, it was on the mattress, so it wasn't a far fall. But I like was like, <gasps> like I had that kind of cartoonish response to it. And I like, but it was just my voice. Like it was over different stuff. So I didn't know if it was my voice. It just sounded like something I would say. And to me, it just sounded like me so much. So I was like, oh fuck. I sent it to all my friends. Uh, so like two people and, um, they got back, they were like, Nikki, this isn't you. And I was like, it, it, I know it's me. And they're like, it doesn't sound like you. No one noticed. I went a whole week that that thing was out and no one knew it was me. A tons of people watched it and millions, millions and millions and millions. No one pinned my voice on that. And I thought that Swifties would be like, you know, researching my voice Mm. and finding where I, so they could come after me. But that whole week I was like, oh my God, the documentary is coming out in a week. I don't know what else I have said. I didn't even want to look at what I've said about her because I talk about her all the time because I love her. But just like someone who's your best friend, when your best friend like has it all going on, you get jealous and then you lash out at them about things you actually want. And you're, I want to have model friends and I want to be a model so that I could be friends with Taylor and I'm not, and it's not fair, you know, all of these things. <laughs> and so I knew that there was so much footage of me probably talking about her over the years. I was like, what did they use in this documentary? So I wrote my, my agent, my manager, and my publicist. And I only say that to brag that I have all of those. And I wrote to them <laughs> and I said, I said, um, uh, you know, I'm in, I sent them the clip and they're like, that doesn't sound like you. I'm like, I swear to God, it is me. And I have a feeling it's going to be longer in the film. And everyone was like, no, Nikki, it's just going to be your voice. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, that's a trailer. It's going to be bigger. I just know. And, um, and my age, everyone researched it and they were, and I was like, can we reach out to Netflix to like see, just so I can be prepared for how much I'm in this documentary. And they were like, no, please. Do. The, the thing with Netflix is like, we don't want to even stir up anything. We don't want to create a story where there isn't one. We don't want to like even associate you with it. it. They were scared. My publicist wrote me this long thing of like, don't talk about this just because they're like, don't be in the anti-Taylor Swift camp. Like you don't want to be there. And like, they were all very scared. My lawyer wrote to me privately off of our whole thread with all my team. He said, no matter what happens, I'll still love you. And like, was just like, oh my God. I go, what, what could happen, Lev? Tell oh me. Oh my God. And so then the documentary came out and I was just like, so scared. And I just didn't even want to watch it. I was just going to wait until someone messaged me. And sure enough, some people got some early screenings of it because there were some uh, people who like review stuff and they go, I got an early screening and you're in the documentary. And I was like, fuck. And they sent me the clip and it wasn't so bad. It didn't say my name, but I was like, I just know that I could never be friends with, I feel so bad that I am like the enemy of this film and the, you know, used as the reason why she went away for a year and no one saw her. And I'm like, and you know, she didn't, she probably never saw the clip until she saw it in the documentary. She's Mm. not like doing searching herself. I don't think she's like that, but now I know she's seen it. And I was like, now if I ever meet her again, if she ever sees my face again, it's going to be like connotated with that. And it was just like, the worst feeling. And I couldn't listen to her music anymore. Cause I was like, I can't believe I hurt my queen. And I like, I tr- truly, I listened to her music every day. And that was right around the time where I was really into like, I think lover had just come out or a couple months before. And so I was like deep in a, like in love with her new album and I couldn't listen to it for a week. And I was just so sad because I was like, I just can't, it just reminds me of how I'm a bad person. And I, I should sh- shut my mouth and who do I think I am? And 
I was like struggling for a week and no one wanted to talk to me about it because everyone was like, Nikki, you're blowing it out. You're not, don't worry. And so then as soon as it came out and the first hate mail I got, I was like, I'm getting ahead of this. And I just wrote to her, not to her fans, but like to her being like, I'm sorry, this is really shitty. Like I would do to my friends. Like I've been caught talking shit about my friends behind their back and I always own up to it. I don't, yeah, so that was, that's, that's the story. Sorry, she respond? I just talked for, she wrote back and she said, oh my God, thank you so much. This, I appreciate this so much. She was like, it's, it, cause I told her that obviously I've struggled with eating. She talks, she, she pretty much, I'm in the part of the film where she's like anorexic and like, being, hates being judged about her body. Meanwhile, I like almost died of anorexia. It's like so ironic that I would be someone that would like bully someone that was going through that. And so I wrote about that in my apology and she wrote back like, I'm so sorry that you struggled with that. She was like very sweet and compassionate. She's a good, good person. And, um, and I was so excited. I was on a date when it all came through. I was like on it. It was such a good night. Cause I was like, just, you know, you're not on the only time I'm not on a phone is if I'm like on a date, like you know, or doing a podcast. And so I wasn't on my phone all night. And then I looked at it one time uh, just to like, he went to the bathroom and it was just like so many texts of like, she wrote back, she wrote back. And, um, and I just wrote, thanks Taylor. Cause I didn't want to like overstay. I didn't want to be like DM me sometime, but, um, and that was that. So now I, th now I think we're good. I mean, I'm, st I'm still terrified of her and I'm really sad that I actually, I'm not scared of her, but I am sad that I, I, I did that. And I should just shut up about her. I should have no comments about her. Well, that sounds like a nice moment. Like it's, it's a huge outcome. It's out of context. Yeah. She's the best. I like, I wouldn't have been able to get through this quarantine without her music. And like, I just, I was looking at my old CD collection from high school. Cause I'm living in my childhood bedroom and I was going through like counting crows, Dave Matthews, fish, rusted root, John Mayer, Ben Harper. I'm like, where was there a woman to help me through high school? Where was there a female voice that was like, this is how I'm experiencing it? I had none of that. We had Britney Spears, who was literally singing songs about being hit. And the one song of hers that I love the most is Born to Make You Happy. I mean, that was the messaging we were getting as young girls. And so Taylor Swift to me now is like, nurtures the part of me that didn't have that in high school of like, it's okay, girl, we're all struggling. And like, I don't, I don't know. I relate to her music in such a weird, deep way. Mm. Do you guys have anyone like that? That you just like, are, are you obsessed with any artist? I listened to a lot of Erica Badu in high school. <laughs> really? And, Wait a second. Uh, and I'm sad that you didn't have the female heroes that I did musically. I mean, Erica Badu would have been good for me. Although yeah, that would have been a little too, I mean, her, what, what, what on and on and on. Didn't she have that? That's the she only did. one I know. Yeah. She did. You know, to be good. honest She's with so you, beautiful. I, I just went along with what you just said. I have no idea. I, I, I couldn't name a single Erica Badu song. Oh my God. Really? I really believed you. I was like, you were no, in the Badu. I, I, I was trying to Badu name. Badu boy. I was trying to like culture shame Badu you. By, 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 oh like, yeah, you did. I did feel Badu. like, oh, I don't know enough Badu. I've got to go back through. Yeah. I just liked uh, a lot of white men. Oh, yeah. Ben Harper. <laughs> well, Nikki, I think that you don't have to feel that bad about that. I think when you're elevated to a certain status, little throwaway jokes about you are part that come with the territory. Yeah. I don't think that she was like, like you said, she definitely never saw that before she saw it in the documentary, probably. No. I'm sure she wasn't that mad at you. And now, if anything, you guys are tighter than you ever were before. So. It, was, it was obviously the best outcome. I'm glad it happened the way it did. And it, 
it just, uh, people were very moved by it and were like, wow, you apologized. And I'm like, it was like easy to do. I got to do something that got, I get to speak to the person that means more to me than anything in the world. And she was like, nice back. Like I, I have an in if I want it, but I don't want it. I just wanted, I just wanted us to be cool so I could enjoy her music still because it sucks when you, I mean, I've had friends that I enjoy their talent or ex-boyfriends who I'm like, they're so talented, but I can't listen to what they do anymore because I hate, hate them. them. Yeah, <laughs> but they're talented. Or, you know, like like Louis C.K. or Woody Allen, like these guys that you have this, an or the artists that you have animosity for, for what they've done, but you're like, I can't enjoy it as much. And it's not out of like, I need to put my foot down. It's like, I literally don't enjoy Louis C.K. anymore because I don't trust him. I used to trust him as, a, like, he says everything. He, he's just the biggest truth teller. And now I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I don't, I need, I, I remember there was one podcast I used to listen to and I loved it because I was like, this guy just like says it like it is. You really get to, like, he's not hiding anything. It's so vulnerable. And then I found out that he like cheats on his girlfriend. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, you're lying to your pod. I don't expect guys when they cheat to tell their podcast listeners, but- <laughs> you can't be fully honest and a good performer if you're hiding a deep secret like that that's like bad you just can't Agreed. you if can't you're hurting give all of people. yourself yeah Ooh. you can still have your privacy but if you're holding yeah, if you're hurting people secretly I, I and i find out about it i can never trust you again fully mm. totally fair but i can still quote like louis ck jokes still have have literally changed my life in terms of whenever i'm flying I never get upset about any delay, any, any, um, any inconvenience on a plane. I will never be upset about because I think of Louis CK's joke about you're flying in the, in the sky miraculously like a bird and like, and give it a sec when the guy's complaining about the Wi-Fi. I'll never forget that. And that's made me a better person. So thank you. Same Wait. actually. That's right. Like one, yeah. I go right to that bit. Are there, I'm trying to think of other bits that I keep with me that, like that have changed the way I that's the kind of comedy I really want to do I mean Louis is like a huge influence but like that just changed the way you look at a thing and the way you react to something it's it's pretty rare to happen yeah guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if I were in a concert right now and I said if you're thinking about starting a podcast I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Tom Segura had a, a line, and it wasn't even a joke um, in his most recent Netflix special just now, um, where he said that um, in the pursuit of your dream, as long as you are willing to accept that it might not turn out exactly as you had planned it would, you'll find that you enjoy the process much more. That's really good. And I thought that was, that's something that's kind of stuck with me. It's a nice nuanced take on that idea. Yeah. Because, you know, we all want to be the greatest. I mean, let's just be honest. We all want to be the, uh, maybe you don't, but 
there's something in you that goes, I would like to be like, I, you know, in high school, I wanted to be Jennifer Aniston. I was like, I'm going to be that famous by 25. No doubt about it. Have a show on TV. Like it just was the way it was going to be. And then you reach, I'm 36 now. And I'm like, this might be as famous as I get. And it's not the most that you could be. It's pretty good, but I, I have to enjoy the process. That's it. Because if I'm constantly, I, my expectations for myself are just, it's going to ruin me, to be honest with you. Like if anything in this business ruins me, it's not going to be a drug. It's going to be, or alcohol or exhaustion. It could be that. It's going to be feeling so disappointed in myself every single time I have something high stakes to do. Like it's, it's just this new thing that started for me in my career in the past couple of years that I give a performance that I try really hard. Like I work so hard on. And then afterwards I am filled with such deep regret about what I didn't do or what I did say, but mostly what I didn't say. It's always what I mm. like suddenly I'll start writing a flood of jokes right when I'm when, right when we hang up on the zoom. All right, bye. And then yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, I could have said this and this and this. And it just, and it, then it ruins my day until it airs and then I get good feedback or it just always lingers with me of like this deep disappointment and I'll be haunted by it forever where I'll just be like, I was on a run yesterday and there was a thing I did the other day that I just was like, oh, that was a C plus at best. And I do not get C pluses. Like if I study, I get an A and I studied and I got a C plus, but tests are hard over zoom in a pandemic. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's a different, I'm, I'm playing a different game now, but I was on this run and I just kept remembering things that I didn't say. And I would just go, God, like I was literally, <laughs> people mowing their lawn could hear my screams into the, into the night because I was just so just, do you guys have that? Are you haunted by regret? Sometimes, but I think that what you're saying is important because just you, the acknowledgement that you know that this is unhealthy and wrong is like a very positive step. Yeah, there's nothing I can do to fix it. Right. Literally it's, nothing. It's wrong. You know what I mean? You, you, and you can't say someone's feelings are wrong, but it's yes. wrong because- Oh, my dad making, can. <laughs> but it's making you feel bad about yourself. You know what I mean? And, and like, that's an incorrect feeling. So it's something that like, you always have to work on, but yeah. it's okay. You know what I mean? Nikki, Nikki- It sucks though. I'm, it's not worth it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'd rather just like never- have anything that I'm trying that hard on because the because all these things I kill by the way it always ends up good no one ever is like why didn't you say that well that was it's always good right. but it just to me I'm like it could have been so much better mm -hmm. and you have no idea what I'm, if you like me that then oh <laughs> you have no my potential you know <laughs> but yeah, totally. do you yeah. ever allow yourself to you know recognize some of your great moments and like your your truly great performances like is there ever a moment where you're like you know what I, that was fantastic mm, yes i mean sh yeah i mean there are times where i'm like oh i killed that that was great but i don't go back and look at it i don't go back and take it in i don't like to read comments about things i don't want to i want to move on it's like I'm only as good as my last thing, but really I'm only as good as what I have on the books. And I can maybe, like after I do an appearance, I can maybe be happy for, but it depends a lot. Like my best performances, I've been miserable. Days of just miserableness afterwards of crying, like nonstop crying of like, I just can't believe I did that. Like my body just looks like a question mark, just walking around, just like 
I, and people are like, you're crazy. You killed. Like after I did the Alec Baldwin roast, I was fucking nuts. Like I, I also had, it was, I like, which is one of my best performances ever. Like that's, if I died, that's what I'll be remembered for was that set. It like changed my career, that set going viral. But right after I taped it, I forgot to tell two jokes and I couldn't, I couldn't function. I was at the after party and people were like, that was amazing. And I was like, I just forgot these. I was like crying at the after party of this thing that I just killed. And then a week passed and then it came out and it, it was amazing. But, um, and I got like, and now I don't even care. Like, I'm glad that yeah. joke didn't happen because mm -hmm. I got to save it for another thing. But um, it's just in the moment I can't. And then I, it's almost like the way you feel at when you're going through a breakup and you're like, the pain is so bad. It's, I don't ever want to be in love again. Like, and that's the way I feel about performing. Sometimes I'm like, it's not the nerves before, it's the punishment after that I go, this isn't really worth it. Mm. But I don't feel that way about stand-up. Stand-up, I can be like, have a bad set and be like, all right, bye. Like, who cares? It's when the stakes are high. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and you feel you start feeling different and you're like, why am I treating this differently? Just treat it normal. Like, you know what I mean? That whole inner dialogue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's always that of like, I should have been more loose or I should have really hunkered down. Like there's never, there's never, it's just like you did it the way you did it because you try. that was the best you could do. And I'm like, but I shouldn't have gone on that hike with my dad. I shouldn't have watched that episode of Summer House. I should have been writing jokes. for. The, there's just, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll just go insane. Do you, are you guys haunted by, I should probably be on medication. <laughs> I, I get scared of uh, like passing a great moment and never enjoying it. And then uh, realizing it when my life is much worse. Whoa. Okay. That's interesting. I've had that too recently because I keep going like, oh my God, climate change is coming and there's new viruses and it's going to get so bad. And it's like, well, right now you're jogging down the street and there's like a beautiful bird, like with a twig. And then there's like a kid playing jump rope. Like right now is good. Right. Like it, who cares about that? Because right, this is your life right, right now. We're always worried about like, or at least I am, I'm always like, when is my life gonna start? When am I gonna settle down? And then that'll be my life. And it's like, this is your life. Like right. even in quarantine, this is our lives. Totally. Guys, this isn't I, a pause. I have, totally. I think I have a, an anecdote that will illustrate some of what we're talking about. And it's the, it's the quick story of my first kiss. <laughs> uh, it was the last day of sixth grade. We were having a, a end of the year dance at my friend Hillman's house in his garage. Whoa. And we, they would always play Stairway to Heaven as the last slow song, which was awkward because it's slow for a while and then it picks up steam and you're not gonna <laughs> go with it or pick whatever, it's odd. Totally. I was going out with Abby Atwood at the time and I loved her because of her alliterative name. And- yeah. um, Oh, that's I, a I mean, you couldn't write that name. I know, right. I know. That is it's, just... Oh, and she good. was so great. She was from a really nice town called Cape Elizabeth in Maine. And I loved her legs. I loved her legs so much. <laughs> and uh, In sixth grade, you were a leg guy? <laughs> even then, even then I knew. Even then I knew they were special. Yeah. Wow, did you like the, you know, sidewalk chalk on them and... and <laughs> And bruises. I mean, I feel like I was still a child. Sixth grade, I had, I still had hair on my legs in sixth grade. You were just, yeah. you were eating no, she, it up. 
she had adult legs at a, wow. at a her okay. legs grew out grew faster than she did so um and i used her real name so i, I don't want to get too uh in the mud here but um she's a wonderful person and uh i i it was the, the song was coming to an end we had p possibly pitched the idea on in, um aol instant messenger earlier of of having a kiss and yeah. the song ends and i hadn't i couldn't bring myself to kiss her i was too scared and too nervous and then at the time there was a an insurance commercial that had been running on tv a lot i don't know what insurance company but the, the, the motto that ran at the end of the ad was, the greatest risk is not taking one. And I turned away from Abby as the song ended. And then I said that insurance quote in my head, turned back and I went, hey, Abby. And I grabbed her and I kissed her. And to this day, it's one of the great moments of my life. Wow. And uh, I, I would encourage you to, to, to live that way as well. The greatest risk is not taking one. That always stuck with me. That That's triumphant. That is so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it didn't work for me when I said <laughs> State Farm is by your side or whatever that was when I <laughs> wanted to make a move. Yeah, Nationwide <laughs> is on your side. What's the State Farm one? I was really scrambling. Like a to come good up neighbor? With State like Farm Like a good neighbor. There. And then I was, I tried to give a hand job. We would like to recommend that you guys check out the book I Won by Tomas Verez. Tom is one of those teenagers that fight with the world during the daytime and fight with their own inner world during the night. He lives an ordinary life in humble circumstances where the only exciting activity is watching films on TV. But young growing men full of energy can't spend their free time at home on a couch. Growing men have the need to express their desires, share their feelings. After a rushed decision to express his feelings that are inside of him, bad things start to happen. He lost the only friends he had. He lost the future that he could have had. He found himself in a new and unknown place. Alone, depressed, feelings of being lost, suicidal thoughts, lack of self-confidence, these all became part of him. All he wants is to achieve success, allowing him to live a real life, the life he always dreamt of. But what is success? And what does it mean to live real life? Before I Won is a story of the battles that you fight within yourself, a story about finding yourself. Hal Elrod, the international keynote speaker and best-selling author of The Miracle Morning said, if you desire to elevate yourself and live your life to your full potential, this book is a must read. Pop singer Peter Hollins called the book full of emotion that you could genuinely feel, had tears at points, laughed at others, full of great messages of hope and finding what you love. So check that out on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Um, that's amazing that, that that's such a good moment of just like, I'm doing it because you have to, ha you have to have those moments with yourself. Oh my God, it's thundering here. Um, of just, yeah, I, I did Last Comic Standing when I was in college and uh, I was just trying out, stood in line all day. And I, I did, had a decent audition, but they were like, how long have you been doing it? And I was like, uh, two years, but it was really like one. And they were like, you're good, but you're just a little too young. And I was like, okay. And I like hung up the mic and then I walked off stage and then I heard them say, um, I really liked her. And the other one was like, I did too. I mean, I could be convinced. And I just heard that and I was like, and I, and I just ran back up on stage. I grabbed the microphone and I was like, can I do another joke? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. And so I did another joke and they loved it. And they were like, wow. we'll see it tonight. And then I got to go onto the showcase that night, which was like, you know, 25 comics from hundreds throughout the day. And then from that show, I got picked to go as three people from Chicago to the semifinals in LA, which kind what? of like 
jump-started my career, but it was all based. I mean, I was said, bye, thank you. And I was just like, and I watched it back. And I remember being like, who do you think you are? Like, I <laughs> can't even you. believe I had the balls to do that. But there's moments like that in my life where I just am like, just do it. Like, I remember like the first guy I like, it was going to be my first kiss. It's such a similar story. Um, but I didn't get it. I was, first of all, my first kiss, I was junior this. No, I was like a sophomore. It was like spring of my sophomore year. And I, I, I was like in love with this guy, Doug, uh, Doug Reese, who we called 98 Doug Reese because it was degrees. And, that. um, oh, yeah. and so I was over at 98 Doug Reese's house and he was my best friend. We hung up, <laughs> hung out all the time. We were supposed to be studying for a chemistry test the next day. And I was telling, I told my friend Kirsten before I went over to his place. Cause I remember I was going to his place at four. We got off, we got out of school at two fifty. We went home to my room so I could like do mouthwash. And I was so nervous because I was like, I'm going to tell him I like him. Then he's going to kiss me. Like that's how it's going to go. So excited. And my friend I had kissed boys already. And I was like, what if I'm bad? Like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, just kiss me and I'll tell you if you're bad or not. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, let's just make out. And like, I'll tell you if you're good. So we made out in my bathroom, me and my friend Kirsten made out in my bathroom, but we, it wasn't like, uh, like it wasn't, cruel intentions. Like, let me teach you. We were just, and she just goes, yeah, you're good. That was fine. That was great. You're good. And I was just like, okay, thanks. I'm going to go have my first kiss. Little did I know I just did. Like, I didn't count that as I guess I went to go tell, I went to Doug's and we were listening to counting crows, August and everything after. And, um, we were like sitting across from each other. And I just, I've done this so many times with boys though, which I don't do anymore. I won't ever tell anyone I like them first ever, 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 ever. Cause I always used to do it first, but I was just, and this was the first time I did it. I was just like, like, it's like jumping in a cold pool. You're just like, I gotta do it. And you're just like, I was like, Doug, I have something to tell you. And he was like, what? And I was like, I like you. And he was just like, really? And I was just like, yeah, I like you a lot. We were like best friends. And he was like, I just got a girlfriend last night. And I was like, what? And it was like a girl <laughs> oh, at another no. school. It was nuts. I mean, it sounded like a made up thing because I was like, what, what do you mean? Are you hanging out with girls at other schools? Like, well, that's not what we even did at my, at my public school. Like we weren't friends with other school. It was, I was like, how do you even know this girl? And so then I just like from afar was like obsessed with him. Like I couldn't let it go. And we remained friends. And I would tell anyone who would listen, like everyone knew me in school. It's like, I was obsessed with Doug Reese and we were friends and we'd still hang out. And finally one day he like broke up with her for me. And I was so his friend came and like told me and like pulled me out of the Barnes and Noble that we always used to hang out in the cafe and like not buy anything, but just like read magazines, like study. And he was like, Nikki, I need to talk to you. And he took me out in the parking lot and he was like, Doug broke up with Catherine. And I was like, are you serious? I like started crying. I was like jumping up and down so excited. And then we, I remember walking back into the Barnes and Noble and he's like, Doug's going to come up here. And like, it's, it's like, it's on. And I was, and I was upset. Like, this was my biggest dream come true ever. And I was walking back in and I remember opening the door and being like, I don't like him anymore. Like I like <gasps> immediately. And I, he was all, the only person I ever talked about. And that was a pattern in my life forever, which was liking someone. And then as soon as I got them being like, no, nah, I'm good. Which, you know, I don't do that anymore either. But there's, there were a lot of things that I'm constantly fighting, even in my adult life, that were laid out very early back then. That's the thing you grow out of, I feel. Liking people that don't like you? Like, you, you like them, then they like you, you don't like them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And even just like, isn't it funny, the, the messenger? Like, that role is phased out yeah. with maturity. <laughs> Somebody being, being like, Doug's got something to tell you. 
<laughs> I miss that. I remember having such a crush on this guy that I worked with and I told everyone so that it would get to him and it never did. And I yelled at them. They were, and they were all my employees at the time. It was, I had a TV show on MTV and I remember just telling everyone because I thought they would tell him and they all respected me and like read my privacy. I was like, that's not the, the way you're supposed to do. That's why you tell everyone is so it gets to the person. That's really but funny. yeah, oh. it's, uh, it's, it's wild. You guys have girlfriends, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it nice to have someone during this quarantine? So my girlfriend is, in, I haven't seen her in two and a half months. Oh my God. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, but I, she went to California for the weekend and now just lives in California. And I was telling Francis that what we've been doing since it's been so long is we actually will leave the phone on through the night and like sleep together with the phone. That is so freaking cute. Oh my I love God, that. Nikki. I love it's, that. It's terrifying is what, what it is. Francis just hates it. It's he, they're using each other as ambient noise. Yeah, I love it. They're their own little white noise machine. Julia's sleep sound is slumbering girlfriend on the West yeah. Coast. <laughs> I love it. I think that's adorable. I mean, what do you, when are you going to see each other again? Do you have any plans? In 10 days, she's going to be back. So I'll see her in a couple weeks, basically. Oh my gosh. Wow. Are you, can you, are you so excited or what I'm is- very excited. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. I, I mean, you do know, you have Skype along. sex? Like what it was even, how do you do that? We don't. We yeah, don't. I, how long have you been together? Like going on two years. Okay, yeah. So you don't need to have that. You're just like, we'll, we'll see each other when we see each other. <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. Yeah. Francis is with his girlfriend though. Yeah, how yeah. is it? You know, it, it, uh, it's, it's sort of what you were talking about earlier. Like days, there are rough days. And unfortunately when... Um, when you have a rough day, it's hard not to, uh, to, to think that the person is responsible yes. in some way because they're the only person around that you can kind of blame. Um, right. So <laughs> even though I know it's not her fault, I find myself getting upset about things and that you know, have nothing to do with her. And then I'll just watch her and be like, oh, she's clanking those forks on purpose, you know? Yes. Or, whatever it is but but she's she's dynamite um you know she's so fantastic very level herself she's totally the opposite of me um very what do you guys do during the day like what do you feel do you do activities together or is it just mainly like watching tv well fortunately we both still have our jobs um right. so i'm writing all day for bro bible now um oh wow so i didn't know that yeah, it's a women's lit uh, publication. And, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually oh Oprah, Oprah's, uh, one of Oprah's parent companies. But, um, uh, no, but um, yeah, I'm doing that. And then she's- Bro, <laughs> Lena Dunham has a, has a column at Probile, <laughs> Rival, right? <laughs> um, and then uh, she's at Salesforce. Um, and so we're both, we're both busy, you know, in our separate quarters. Oh, so good to be busy. Yes. Yeah, like 6 p.m. And then- But are you forced to live together for the first time? Is this the first time? We are, but we had planned to move, she was going to move into my New York apartment with me on May 15th. And so oh, wow. yeah. it was kind of like we bumped it up, you know, a few weeks, but we were prepared for it. Yeah. So. Nikki, what about you? Or what's your relationship situation? Um, it's, it's a lot of nothing. I mean, I'm on the dating apps and like Raya and stuff. And I was talking to a few guys, but they just like, 
they're all worthless. They just are just, they don't, the ones that I was excited about are truly just not to be trusted with any, there's so much thunder. I'm sorry, guys. This is a beautiful cool. story. I like it. I know, right? Crazy. That's um, one of my sleep noises, actually. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I got to get that girlfriend, that mumbling uh, <laughs> girlfriend app where she's talking in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, snoring girlfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a lot of guys, like at first they were like checking in on my well-being at like 3 a.m. where you're like, do you just... I just felt like it was a lot of guys that just wanted to like jerk off and like have someone facilitate that, um, which was fine. And uh, I didn't really, but, but I just don't have any interest in like having sex with someone over the phone for the first time right. and dating. You can't really do it, but now I'm like kind of thinking about settling into St. Louis for the summer and just like getting my own place. And then I could probably go out and date because I'm not as I'm scared about giving COVID to my parents who I live with right now. Cause they're old. So right. If I live on my own, then I'll start dating again. My ex-boyfriend just moved back to town. So that's, you know, that's not happening, but it's like still very interesting, but I got to put myself out there. I'm just, uh, I need more. There's no one on Raya in St. Louis. Right. Yeah. And the ex-boyfriend thing, that's like a Zach Braff movie. I know. I know. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I keep going back to that, but it's like, at some point you just go, why are we both still single? And why did we end up in the same? Sometimes you're like, maybe it's right? good. But, you know, who knows? Can I ask you a question, a masturbation question? Please. Is there, is there any allure in your mind to the POV, like from your POV porn? Like you're getting banged by a guy and that's, and it's like VR. Um, confusing? No, I've done it before because on my show, Not Safe, we actually did, they filmed a VR porn for me to watch and it was like made for me. There was like right. all these jokes in it. Like I think t Taylor Swift was playing where she stopped by. Um, Doug was Reese like, was yeah. thumbing through books at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> there were like dudes like feeding me Froyo. Like it was very funny and interactive. It was, it was, yes, I would, I mean, VR porn, when that comes out, I'll totally. It's out. Partake. You can do it. And you can, I wouldn't, I mean. You don't actually get just, banged. No, okay. I don't, I don't think I can. It's too sad. It's yeah. just, it's, it's when I really give up, I'll do it, but it's just a little bit, porn is fine for me now. Like, I don't really need to take it to the next level. Like, what about you guys? Well, I mean, uh, Julio's been into this uh, headset stuff. Well, I was thinking, I made a, I joked with my girlfriend about it. She immediately shot the sound, but I was like, we should film our own VR porn. Yes. So this way I can actually bang you when you're gone and I don't have to like, you know, that and everybody wins. such a good idea. You and know? she's yeah. like, no. And I'm like, why? Well, I'm not, she's like, you're going to show people. And I'm like, no. I guess the risk of that exists, but I obviously wouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whenever I film stuff, like, I'm always like, yeah, you can show people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to like leak, but like, I'd love your friends to know that I'm like, I, I that, that kind of turned, like, I remember my ex-boyfriend, I'd be like, did you show anyone that? And he's like, no, I would never do that. And I'm like, could you like, just like, I just get the word out. I don't. An A performance. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, there's something, sometimes I watch porn and I'm like, I could do that. I'd be pretty good at that. And then they're like, I want to try, but you can't like, it's a, like, I got a karaoke machine because I want to be a pop star. That's, and I can't, there's just no way in the world that I will ever be a pop star. And I've resigned myself to that. I'm never going to be a porn star, but like, I, you can try. I think I could have, if I got started early enough, I could have been great, but it just, you know, 
I, my dad hugged me too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, it was, it's one of those two. I know? love, I love that Julio, that you're, you and your girlfriend are just waiting for the technology where you can to just like merge into one being finally <laughs> to embody the same host. Like it starts with the sleep sounds and now you're talking about VR porning each other. And it's like, you know, at what point are you guys just going to surgically attach yourselves? Well, um, it seems like you never have to live together again. Like this will, it, it's kind of what we're learning about our careers is that you can do everything from home. Right. I think our relationships, you're like, oh, we could just sustain this on each coast. Like we don't, right. with VR porn, it really would make that a lot, it would make a long distance relationship a lot more tolerable, I bet. But you would start getting suspicious about how did you film this one? This one's new and we haven't <laughs> seen each other in a while. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, truly feel that with the things we've done i talk to her all fucking day like she jokes that i don't miss her but it's like you said like we're sustaining our relationship well obviously we can't hang out but like there's nothing to talk about what's that there's like nothing to talk about like catching up with people every day if i had a boyfriend that was long distance i'd probably be like let's just do a couple times a week you know Mm. i love you i won't question (laughs) if you love me can we just like agree to that we don't need to do this like mandatory check-in but if she need, if you need it, that's different. Mm-hmm. I really was just thinking about there should be an apparatus that you as a woman can put on your back to make to hold the phone like a tripod on your back so it holds the phone where a guy would hold it if he were fucking you, and then you can make your own VR porn without someone and you could just act it out. That's like a good idea. Awesome, right? Yes, if you had like uh, some kind of like strap around you and then it like extended, I think I could probably put one together just here and have a Shark Tank presentation ready to go when we get out of this thing. I'm telling I'm, you, VR cameras are very easy. They're small. Like you don't need anything because everything's in the shot. So as long as it's well lit, you could easily execute this. Yes. Dude, yes. I, I'm but an ass it. tripod is very important for stability and like it would have to move with you. Right. Yeah. Like you I couldn't just that. put in a tripod and then fuck the tripod. It would have to like... That's so good. Absolutely. What, Francis? I'm picturing a dude dressed all in green, like a green screen, having (laughs) sex with you with his green felt penis. Like, just... (laughs) So gross. I mean, there's definitely porn with guys in, like, those suits, just doing weird stuff. Ugh, I'm... I like like really weird porn, like, just, like, dungeon-y shit. And it's not... Mine's, like, mild compared to, like, the sites I subscribe... Like, I'm pay for my porn i'm like i go to kink.com because it just has the best shit and um but then they literally they have other stuff that is just so weird there are so many weird avenues to go down like i i have you guys fallen down into those traps or you don't really watch porn because you're in relationships i find that if i scroll past related videos recommended videos trending and all that on pornhub the bottom half of that page tends to get a little bit murky yeah and, <laughs> um there there are things i don't recognize happening and right yes I, that's sort of my my danger zone sometimes out of curiosity i'll i'll, I'll look and but that's always been a mistake You're like is that woman giving birth is that yeah, uh, is that is true. Sometimes, yeah. I'm sorry, I'll watch porn that I have no interest in participating in, but something about the porn itself is interesting and like right. exciting, but I don't want to do that. Mm. Right. I need the girl to look like me. I think that's really? important. Yeah. At least like, an, actually not look like me, but just 
be enough like me that I can kind of suspend disbelief and like put myself in. Do you guys not put yourself in it? No. Really? No. Nope. No. Huh. Every and time I, I'm done, I'm like, thank God that wasn't me. Wow. <laughs> I'm always like so jealous of the girl. Uh, well, like, I'm usually watching like pool boy videos and those guys barely make any money at all. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah there's the not funniest more... i've ever been on this episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's yeah I, I the biggest problems in porn are like the the fake orgasms obviously and then um the guys are never miked like no because most porn is made for men and men don't want to hear other men but women want to hear men and so it's always like a girl perfectly miked screaming and then a guy being like it's like the I'm like, what did he say? What did he tell her? She's a good girl. Come on, please. Just searching for just caption him at least. I know he can't be. Maybe he can't be mic'd, but men are just overlooked in porn. Nikki, you had a. I watched a clip of you on Tom Segura's podcast, Your Mama's House, Your Mom's House, yeah. and um, it was you saying that you really like when women when a guy won't let a woman have an orgasm. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. stuck with me. I've seen that in porn before, and it, it makes me feel so bad for the person. No, it's great. That's the best. Um, so what is that for you? I think it's about control, and it's about, like, um, like, not being in control and having someone else tell you that you get to do this, you can't do this, and, like, be like following the rules. I mean, it kind of fits into my whole thing that I was talking about before of being a perfectionist and wanting to like do it the right way. And like, I feel like when there's a task at hand and you're challenged, like not being able to come when like someone's trying to make you come when you're just like trying not to, it just feels like an accomplishment. And also coming for me was always like very hard to do and still is like, I have to like fight it. I don't understand people that are like, it's easy. Like it just, your body wants to like twitch and make weird noises and you look disgusting. Like I'm fighting that at every, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose control. So I feel like there's something about that of like getting permission to do that. Like you're allowed to look stupid. You're allowed, like, because I'm telling you, you have to. So I'm like, Oh good. I get to come because someone's letting me. It's, it's very masochistic for sure, but there's just something about it. Yeah. And you're like, I don't have to think I don't have to do anything. Like I am so like obsessive and constantly thinking, constantly analyzing, constantly being like, you did that too much. You didn't do that the right way. And then for someone, for you to truly be like owned by someone and be like, you have to do this and you can't do that. It's like, good. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, whatever your name is. <laughs> like, it's just, there's just something about it. That's like, I think for control freaks, I think a lot of girls tend to like that kind of stuff. Mm. I think you're right. Cool. Yeah. I've found that to be like definitely a thing that I'm, I'm surprised at how regularly I've, I have noticed that that's a thing. Yeah. I like, if my advice to men that are listening is like, tell her, just try it. Try to be like, tell her she can't come just once. Mm -hmm. Be like, you're not allowed to come until I tell you to. And just let, make her wait like a minute before, like where she wants to make her beg for it. If, if men made women beg to come it you it is a fucking game changer i swear to god like just be like no you can't until i tell you to it will change your life tonight if you do that and then when she does call her a good girl oh boy like i'm serious 
you're gonna oh, score yeah. some fucking quarantine points for that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it change people's lives. I just have a feeling. Someone, some dude listening right now is gonna try it out tonight. It's gonna be good. I. <laughs> this is great. I, my ex girlfriend. I one time I call. I said good girl to her during sex. And afterwards, she said, never do that again. Mm. It makes me feel like a cow on a farm. Oh, that's a good point. It does. Like, like oh, Bessie. Bessie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. There's something about being, yeah, being a, yeah, there's some, I even like, I get that. But I even like being called, like, I don't ever want to be called ugly or like, there's some porn where it's like, you ugly fucking fat bitch. And it's like. I guess some girls are into that. Like, I don't want to be called that, but I like being called like a dumb whore. Like, that's funny because <laughs> it's like, it's, I, I, maybe I am like being called a whore, like for a girl, I don't know. Some girls might not like it, but I feel like very empowered when I'm like, you think I'm a whore? Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> like, because I was so prude, like for me to do anything sexual, I just feel like such a uh, badge of honor whenever someone's like, that was pretty whorish. I'm like, it what like what? little of me <laughs> i like get so excited so yeah call her a whore and don't let her come wait nikki i i remember you told me something along these lines too to, to to try it and i did and i remember like i maybe wasn't confident enough and i was like good job i said good job a good girl <laughs> and then she went she went excuse me good job and i was like yeah, good job. Like I doubled down and then I had to like double down, but then I think it worked. So thank you. Good job is a little off. You know, it looks like a, it, you might as well just like have a, you know, put a sticker on her with yeah. like a sun, a sun with sunglasses on. Like, yeah. That's nice sportsmanship work. at that point. Yeah. It just seems like a, a good job is like, even like you wouldn't say that to a cow even. <laughs> Damn it. I Good job is really missing the mark. Great job is like you're getting a performance report from your manager. But good job. Nice try. Do you want to try that next time? God. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yes. You know, it reminds me of this. Do you guys ever run with the Nike Run app? Have you ever no. used? Okay, there's a Nike. It's called like Nike Running Club. And it's, fu it's, it's good job all over the place. Every time I get done with a run, it's like, you know what, girl? There's some people that didn't do anything today, and you tried your best. Here's to you, and you should celebrate. And it's just like, hey, you lazy piece of shit. At least you did something today. Like, it's it's so fucking condescending every time. Sometimes Kevin, Kevin Hart gets on. He's like, yeah, I'm not good at this shit either, but we did it today. And it's just like, no, I was good. I just ran a fucking 7.30 mile. What, what, what can I do to impress you, Kevin Hart? Fuck, I get I'm good jobs all the time. If they said good job at the end of my run, um, that might that might be better. Or good girl. I'd love to I'd run and come. Good girl. Run and come. That's one of my favorite gas stations in the Midwest. <laughs> good um, girl. That's to everybody listening. Good girl is better than good job. We can agree with that across yeah, the board. Yeah. I mean, it's a little sounds a little bit like makes you like I'm a baby, like good girl. So some <laughs> girls might be uncomfortable with it. I did not see your girlfriend thinking that it was going to make her feel like a cow, but she is not wrong. And uh, <laughs> it's, it must have been the way you said it. 
Did you like put a bell around her neck and try to milk her? <laughs> okay. I, gave her it... I gave her a little pat and a carrot. Um, and yeah. uh, she's not Had a you carrot just, person. I bet you had recently watched the, the movie Babe or something. Yeah, just yeah, some kind of... yeah. <laughs> fucking secretariat. Good girl. Uh, um, very nice. Well, let's, um, let's wrap there, Nikki. You, you were such an absolute star. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks um, for having me, guys. It was fun to catch you, up. Dude. For sure. Um, where, you know, anything you want to plug, uh, we'd love to hear it. I don't have any jobs left, so you can follow me on Instagram and you'll, I'm about to have a bunch of stuff, but it's all, there's nothing really to promote right now. I guess to catch my specials on Netflix, I, uh, bang in and then I have a special, the degenerates and also, um, the standup. So I have three specials on Netflix that you can watch. And I have a, I have a podcast for now called you up with Nikki Glazer and I do it five days a week. They're just short little episodes that um, are me during quarantine. So it's like a limited edition podcast where I really just do like rambling stream of consciousness. And like, I don't, it's like my diary. So that's, uh, oh, that's cool. available wherever you get podcasts it's called you up. Hell awesome. yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, guys, as always, send your, uh, <laughs> yeah. Finder Nikki Glazer on, on Instagram. We are uh, at oops, the podcast and send your mistakes and quarantine stories to our oops, the podcast at gmail.com account. I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Gallarotti. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, everyone.